This is Women in Worldviews podcast. I am your host, Dr. Katherine Lowe. I am a professor and chaplain at a small university in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. I work with students every day in programmatic efforts and in the classroom. Their stories fascinate me. And what I've learned is that their stories are worth telling. All our stories are worth telling. This podcast shares some of those stories, especially in relation to how young women create their own meaning in a religiously pluralistic world. So with me today is an undergraduate student who used to live on campus in the Women's College, and now she is exclusively enrolled in the online program. She is a social work major. Welcome, Bree. Hi, thanks. Bree, tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in a evangelical Christian military family, and we spent most of my childhood in various states within the Bible Belt. From what I've heard, my experience growing up was very similar to a lot of kids growing up in that religion and in that area. We went to church every week. Awana's on the weekends, or on Wednesdays, I guess. My family had me in Christian schools. I knew all of the words to all the VeggieTale songs, probably still do. (laughs) Um, But there's just a lot of resources available to us. The religion of your childhood, how has it changed from childhood, if at all? I feel like it's changed a lot, but it would still fall within the same category of evangelical Christian. What does it mean when you classify yourself as an evangelical Christian? It means that apart from believing that Jesus is God's son and that he came here, so that he could die and be resurrected and save human beings from our own shortcomings, that as Christians we have a responsibility to share that message with um, non-believers. Non-believers for you would include anybody not Christian? Would that include working with people from other religions? Yes. So what are some of the attributes of your religion growing up as an evangelical Christian that you still carry with you today? And what are some of the things that you struggle with? I remember receiving two distinct messages from my parents growing up that were directly related to religion that I still carry very closely to me. My dad was an officer in the Air Force for many years, and this is completely biased, but as far as I'm concerned, he's probably the best boss anyone could have. Because my entire life, I've watched him just devour book after book on leadership. And one thing that he always spoke to me very clearly was that as a Christian, the kind of leadership I should model is servant leadership. Because that is the type of leadership that we see Jesus um, portray in the New Testament. And so just that position of humility and service is directly related to being a Christian. And then with my mom, she was a teacher. And so it was really common for her students to be siblings to some of my classmates. And so there's a few specific times I remember that she would talk to me after school and say, hey, I heard from so-and-so's mom that they're having a rough time, that they're not making friends. I don't want you to say anything to them. Like, this is a secret. But can you just, like, be a friend to them? And so I thought that was great, like, having a secret mission But just those two lessons of, like, caring for others and speaking up for people really stuck with me and are a large part of the reason why I eventually studied social work. Are there any attributes that you struggle with today? I would say that the main attribute I struggle with is 
the idea of submission, of submitting to one's husband and their male authority. And I think it's largely because that's just such a dirty word in our culture nowadays that I'm not really convinced that anyone could think of the word submission without inherently connecting it to differences in value and worth. So that leads me to the question about the academic study of religion and religious studies and the academic study of philosophical worldviews. How has that uh, changed or challenged your worldview? My freshman year, I really struggled with it, particularly with a class on women in religion. But after that, I learned how to separate my academic understanding and my devotional understanding of the biblical texts. Give me an example of something from that class that you struggled with. I remember specifically struggling with how, as religion, Christianity refers to a spiritual being without a physical body in solely male terms, and how it's kind of alienating for women because by doing that, we're diminishing and hiding the parts of God that we can directly relate to. So you're referring to the anthropomorphic view of God exclusively in male terms. So he, pronouns, and... Yeah, he, male pronouns, the idea of God being some manly man warrior who, I don't know, is just very masculine and more feminine qualities like tenderness are downplayed. I'm proud to report that you are a religious leadership and ministry minor. What led you to choose that minor? When I first came to the school, I didn't know it was offered. And so I just remember finding out that it was a minor and being like, sign me up. I didn't have to really think about it or debate it. I just knew that that's what I wanted to study. At my Christian high schools, it was really common for me to lead worship or speak at our little chapel services. So it was a really natural progression for me. In terms of your identification with evangelical Christianity, what challenges do you think you'll face when it comes to professional leadership as a woman? I think going back to how women are portrayed in evangelical Christianity, I know growing up I didn't really receive messages that said that quote-unquote feminine traits were leadership traits. And so kind of getting out of my own way in that instance But one thing that has been on my heart a lot lately, as far as leadership goes, is the idea of clouds. And this is going to sound kind of silly, but we always portray clouds as being soft and fluffy and great for taking naps, but they can still block out the sun. And so just this idea that I don't have to be hard and strong in the traditional sense to have influence and to be a leader, and that being the like sensitive person I am is okay. And I mean, tenderhearted is a big part of it. And again, that's one of those more feminine qualities of God that kind of gets, gets brushed off. So what do you want to do after graduation? You're a social work major, so what do you want to do with that? So after I graduate, I hope to go to a leadership program and a ministry program at a large church. And then I hope to fingers crossed, I hope to get a master's of social work and a master's of divinity. What are some of the stereotypes of evangelical Christianity that you think you'll have to face in the social work world? The biggest one that I've seen just in my academic experience of social work is that 
as an evangelical Christian, I am just bound and determined to shove my values on everyone and that I won't be able to respect the values or beliefs of my clients. And so that has been really difficult because, in my opinion, there's a lot of similarities in the values between social work and Christianity, but I I know how to handle myself in a professional manner. You know, that's not something I would want to do. How has growing up in a military family influenced your decisions for your career, but also how has it influenced your worldview as an evangelical Christian? One thing that I saw a lot in military culture is this idea of hospitality. Whenever we had military friends come through that we hadn't seen in months to years, they always, you know, crashed on our couch or in our basement for days, upwards of weeks. And so that's definitely a commonality I see between that culture and the values I've experienced in the social work um, profession. One thing, though, that I experienced in that culture, that military culture growing up, that I am very careful to leave out of my Christian faith, though, is the idea that to be a good Christian, you have to be a great American and super patriotic, red, white, and blue, everything. And I just disagree with that on some very fundamental levels. Not that being patriotic is bad, but it doesn't you know, make my faith any stronger or weaker. One final question. How would you describe now your involvement in a local church? Right now, I go to church every week, but I haven't found a church that I want to get involved with to the level I would hope to be because there's a lot of really great churches out here that cater specifically towards people who aren't Christians or people who are new to the Christian faith. And I don't really fall into that category anymore. So I find the sermons to be a little lacking in the sense that I want something a little more in depth. But I was also taught from an early age that the sermon on Sunday is not the only experience you should have with God during the week. And so I've been very careful to supplement those with sermons on podcasts from some of my favorite pastors and then personal Bible study time. Thank you for sharing some of the elements of your worldview with us today, Bree. Thank you for having me. I have the pleasure of working every day with a diverse group of women. This podcast highlights some of their stories. The worldviews expressed here are the ones they construct for themselves. I look forward to hearing comments and questions from listeners. Thanks for joining us.